and welcome to Why Choose Reads, where we say why love one when you can love them all. I'm your host, Why Choose Romance author, Sunny Hart, and I'm thrilled to be here today with fellow author, Miranda May. Thanks so much for being here, Miranda. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So welcome to the show. We're going to go ahead and jump in, and I'm just going to ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Fun facts, you know, I know there's at least one fun fact in that bio that I'm dying to talk about, So, so take it away. Uh, that's the fun fact that everybody wants to talk about. (laughs) I am, yeah, an author. (laughs) My mind just went completely (laughs) blank. I feel like that's how I still introduce myself to people when they're like, oh, you write books? I was like, yeah, I, I put words together. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, so best thing about me is that I have an obsession with corgis. Ooh, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have two of them. Amazing. One of them is three years old. Her name is Luna. And the other one is a puppy. She's only seven months old. And her name is Trixie. Oh, my God. They're adorable. I've got a tan and white and a tricolor one. Aww. Technically, the tan and white has a little bit of black on her but it's close enough yeah (laughs) so they're adorable they bark a lot they like to play a lot (laughs) i feel that i feel that literally for the entire half hour call i was on earlier today my dogs just tore up and down the hallway into the office down to the bedroom into the office down to the bedroom and i was like do we have no decorum in this household (laughs) yeah see i'm we have them blocked from going upstairs right now because Mm -hmm. um the puppy isn't fully potty trained yet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so she's not allowed upstairs where there's carpet. So they don't get zooming too often. But um, she likes to jump on the couch and off the couch and off the back of the couch. And it's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my husband's going to be mad because I mentioned the dogs before him, like always. <laughs> priorities. Priorities. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have a husband. We've been married for six years now. No. Uh, He's actually what got me writing again. Okay. Um, and we live in this tiny place called Piney Flats in Tennessee. Aww. Uh, I like it. There's not a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I relate. I relate. <laughs> There's like three major cities around here. Mm-hmm. And when I say major cities, there's like 100,000 people between the three. Oh, <laughs> So yeah, major cities. <laughs> yeah, that number might be off a little. One of the um, one of them's a college town, so the number fluctuates, mm-hmm. anyways. But they're small. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I also relate to not not seeing many people. That makes me happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I leave the house at least. I leave every week to go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. I take the dogs across the street to the uh, dog park. <laughs> That is literally 20 feet from my front door. <laughs> Amazing. We do that daily. Mm-hmm. 
And then I try not to leave the house besides that. So <laughs> you know what? Fair. Completely fair. I my cell phone carrier just texted me and was like, hey, we we are partnered with Walmart to give you a Walmart Plus membership. And I was like, do not tempt me to not go into the store ever again. Right. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I was like, I do enjoy grocery shopping. I actually have to do it tomorrow. Um, but I was like, I there's temptation there. There is. Yeah. yeah, I get that. So you mentioned your husband got you writing again. So how when did you start writing and kind of what what was the break and then how'd you get started? So I actually started writing in high school. I mean, I did stories before then. Everybody mm-hmm. writes stories yeah. as a kid. But I took a uh, creative writing course in high mm-hmm. school. And it was the best thing ever. And I loved it. And I swore I was going to be a writer. Yeah. That's what I was going to do with my <laughs> life. And then I decided I was going to be a marine biologist. Mm. I also did not do that. <laughs> I love it. I am. I just turned 40. Okay. And I am still five credits away from getting my degree. <laughs> Just so. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, I actually, I, re- I wrote, I did. Mm-hmm. I did fan fiction mm-hmm. uh, for, from high school on pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I did it for lots of shows. Lots okay. and lots of That's shows. That's my next question. What are your fandoms? <laughs> I did um, One Tree Hill was one of my biggest ones. Okay. I actually went to college where that was filmed in Wilmington. That is so cool. (laughs) I love that. I was obsessed with that show. Um, Let's see. Veronica Mars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I did a little bit for the Vampire Diaries. If you'll notice, there's a, there's a, they were all on the CW. (laughs) Let's be real. This is what I watched. Yeah. Uh, The most recent one was the 100. Oh. And actually, the ending to the show made me so angry <laughs> that I couldn't write, like, anything fandom-related. Nothing. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> before we moved to East Tennessee, we lived in Nashville. That We moved here, oh, goodness, almost two years ago now. Okay. And I was doing Shipped at the time. So I, that's not everywhere, but it's delivering groceries. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to leave the house <laughs> to do it. <laughs> so my husband's like, look, I understand you don't like leaving the house, but I need you to work. <laughs> and he's like, so I'm going to give you this option because you keep talking about writing a book, but you haven't done it. So you can either get a job or write a book. <laughs> you know? That's, that's, that's an interesting choice. I love that. <laughs> he was like, here are your options. He, he really was. And I was just like, well, I don't actually want to get a job. So <laughs> I just saw Corgi, but I'm oh, yeah. sorry. You're good. <laughs> yeah. So I went ahead and I wrote the first book and it took me, I started it in February of last year and it released in August. Okay. So six months. Yeah. That's not, yeah. That's. We won't talk about how quickly I write books now. <laughs> you know, the first one's always the longest. Like <laughs> when you're second guessing yourself, it's the decision paralysis. When you get to book three and four, you're just like, yeah, I just write it now. <laughs> it's so funny because the second one, it was four months later. Mm-hmm. 
And then I released a book two months after that. <laughs> and then another one a month after that, I think. Nice. <laughs> so... <laughs> So fairly quickly, fairly quickly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So tell us a little bit about your books. So obviously I write white shoes. Mm-hmm. I do a lot with uh, MM within the harem. Uh, and I'm actually writing my first uh, FF into the harem. In, right. I've got one in December and one in January that both include that. Okay. So I, uh, I write everything. <laughs> My very first series was paranormal mm-hmm. slash urban fiction, urban <laughs> fantasy. I don't understand the difference. Yeah. Apparently one has to do with magic and the other one doesn't, but I swear they all have something to do with magic. So I don't <laughs> understand. Readers don't come after us when we're wrong because we don't remember a lot of things. (laughs) But I feel like, for what I remember, I think paranormal fantasy is set in a magical world, but urban fantasy is set in the real world with magic. Oh, okay. Maybe again, do not. (laughs) We don't remember shit outside. So, not even outside of our books. There, I'm writing the fifth book in my series right now, and I don't remember anything from the first four. <laughs> I am constantly leaving comments for myself, being like, "Please go back and find." This. So, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um. So it takes place in the Fey realm. So okay. it's a different realm, but it's the reason I want to say it's urban fantasy is because it takes place in a city. Yeah just in the fae realm i don't know whatever you want to call it it has magic and there's fae (laughs) i love it i love it what's the name of that book uh silent secrets is the first one i love it and it's a trilogy okay and the series is the secrets of sorrel fee sorrel fee Don't make up names. God, no. I, <laughs> I went so my first three books are in are in audiobook, right? And they contracted through Tanter, and you know, so they they ask you about pronunciations. Well, my dumbass decided that when I was writing these books, and I'll, and, I'll, and this is true for most of my fantasy stuff. If, if I need to name something, I look up the name in Latin and I make some variation of the name in Latin for fantasy. Like, I don't know why I took Latin in college. Like, like this, is, this sounds great. I came up, I'm pretty sure, hold on. I got to look up the Latin word for bats because I needed a name for these bat-like creatures. And I looked up the name for like a bat in Latin and it's Vespertilio. I use it once in the entire <laughs> freaking book. And originally it was supposed to be much more of a plot line thing, but I ended up cutting it. And so I, when they sent me the list of words that they needed pronunciations for, I went, what the fuck is that one? <laughs> I, I couldn't remember. And I had to go search for it in the manuscript. And it was for a freaking bat that never actually became part of the plot. Outside of one side character being like, watch out for the Vespertilios or whatever. So yeah, don't name things. Yeah. <laughs> Potential authors here. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Like I knew that I, I know what I was thinking. All three titles in the um, series mm-hmm. are a word that starts with S. Uh-huh. 
followed by secrets. Okay. Yeah, all right. So I wanted the world uh-huh. to have a name that was an S. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but also, it started a whole universe that I haven't actually expanded on, but there's multiple worlds and realms right. and things. Okay. And the amount of time I put into making these names and then me trying to figure out how it's supposed to be said yeah. is ridiculous. <laughs> Especially since I haven't written anything else mm-hmm. in that world. Yeah. No more team. Yeah. No. I, I am the same. I am. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And let's see. I've got my second. Technically, it's paranormal. Mm-hmm. I say technically because it's like very light. Okay. Very light paranormal. Um, there's whale shifters and a banshee and a couple other little things yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. But it's really a rock star romance. Ah, I love it. Yeah. There's faded mates in it and mm-hmm. rejected mates and things and stalker, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, and all your classics. <laughs> uh, but I kind of went very light on the paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> People were like why and i'm like because that's what the story said i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks, your reader, sometimes we don't get options when it comes to our stories we we read here like i just finished the second outline for my next two projects and i'm looking at this and it's a work of art um Minus apparently the fact that I made one per- character the perfect guy, and my beta beta reader was like, "What is the flaw?" And I was like, "You know what? Let me have one." But <laughs> right, <laughs> but I put a flaw in there for him. God bless. But we we don't get control over these. <laughs> no, <laughs> they take on lives of their own. <laughs> they and characters don't do what they're supposed to. No, never, 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 ever. Mm-mm. okay so speaking on that is there a character is there a time when your characters like either really surprised you or like i mean they always surprise us but like is there a favorite time where they've surprised you and taken you in a direction that you didn't see coming it's actually in my first series um one of my favorite characters his name is kai Mm -hmm. which i just love that name anyways I, I knew he was going to be a favorite when I named him. <laughs> Amazing. But he was supposed to be this shy, broken character. Mm-hmm. And then in the first sex scene, mm-hmm. that he wasn't, well, okay. She walks in mm-hmm. on him and his boyfriend. Okay. Caden, and Caden's going down on Kai. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he like turned to her and said some dirty ass shit. <laughs> and I went, excuse me, sir. <laughs> this is not what you're supposed to be like. <laughs> but I let it stay and I figured I'd come back to it. And I kept going forward and his character just <laughs> blossomed. <laughs> I love <laughs> I was like, okay, I love you even more now, but this was not what you were supposed to be. <laughs> in my uh, my latest release, Avoiding the Sack, which is a contemporary sports romance, I had a character like that too. Derek was supposed to be very shy and nerdy and kind of like more, <laughs> more than like the vir- 
virginity, like virginal type, like and everything, like, and was not. That was, I think, the longest sex. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, damn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he 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 definitely surprised me on that. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned Kai as a favorite character. Do you have other favorite characters? Do you know? Where we're supposed to say we don't have favorite characters. Yeah, I know. We can never the whole, pick a favorite character. The podcast is why choose why love one. We can love them all, but we got some little bits of lies on there. There's always one character in my mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. that I'm just like you're mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, in my uh, I've got a Omegaverse series of standalones. Mm-hmm. It's a reality dating show <laughs> for Omegas. <laughs> I love that. It's amazing. Uh, the only thing is, is it's 20 suitors. That's a lot. It's of, a lot of characters. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like going to be five books in the series. So yeah. I'm insane. <laughs> These books are like 150K plus a book. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in that book, uh, there is a beta. Uh, his name is Emery. Emery. Oh God. Am I calling my character the wrong name? <laughs> it's fine. It happens. <laughs> I feel like that's his name. If it's Why? not his name, now you have to make it his name. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know it starts with an E, so that's, you know, somewhere on the right path. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. I'm like, where are my, where's my, sh- my sheets? I need my sheets. I have an entire sheet of <laughs> character names I've used and what story they're in. <laughs> you're so organized i need to do that you say I'm that so awful at naming things <laughs> so bad look i have to name 20 characters Oof. Oof. 21 characters because they're the <laughs> omega <laughs> 21 <laughs> characters in every book of five books i have a list of names yeah i mean that's surely at that point you have you you have to be able to reuse some. I, I have reused some of them. Okay. okay. <laughs> so <laughs> there are some names that, especially if it was somebody who didn't end up making it into the pack at the end, and I yeah. don't plan to reuse per se, and I'm going to reuse the name. Yeah, that's fair. There's just too many. <laughs> oh, God, I did say his name wrong. Emmett. His name Emmett. is Emmett. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> what is the memory? I'm like, that's not right. I, I, I really feel like this is something wrong with this. Emmett. Emmett. <laughs> um, yeah, he he's my favorite. Oh, all my favorites with the my little bi boys. <laughs> Beginning to wonder if you might perhaps have a type there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> oh my god i love it <laughs> oh yeah so he, he he's a favorite let's see what else do i have okay those are the only ones i can think of off the top of my head that's fair that's fair you know is there um you have quite a few books out and everything is there a book characters or a series maybe that you think um might be underrated to readers that you really adore so by October release, this we all know that towards the end of the year, reading slows down. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I released Mistress Mayhem 
on the 1st of October because I was releasing it as a Halloween story and figured the beginning of the month. Yeah. It should do pretty good. Yeah. It hasn't so much yet. Yeah. Um, but it is Think the Purge. Okay. So it's for readers, just for if you haven't got like looked this one up already, the cover is amazing. The cover says she's the one they didn't know to fear, which I just love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is one of my favorite covers. I bought that last year mm. at Halloween time. Mm. knowing that i was going to write this book, this book eventually nice nice i, I saw it and i said oh i have to have this, this yeah. is like perfect <laughs> yeah but it's purge-esque okay it's like 200 and something years in the future dystopian is okay. ish but instead of the purge or whatever night it is that they have i don't remember what yeah. they called it um they have mayhem mm. And it's on Halloween because what what night is best to have this than Halloween? Halloween. Yeah. You know? So nothing's illegal from sundown to sunset, sunset to sundown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the main character, she actually has two names mm. because something bad happens to her when she is 16. And she becomes somebody different. Interesting. Yes. Love that. Her, the first three chapters are when she's um, 16. Okay. After that is current day. Yeah. Which is not actually current day. It's still in the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but it's 10 years later. Okay. And she's become Sage. Mm. Or as very few people know her as Mistress Mayhem. Mm, I love that. Who basically goes through it's it's a vigilante story. Okay. I love she it. She goes after people who break the law outside of Mayhem. Mm. But this story is her getting her vengeance against the people that wronged her at 16. Yeah. I love that. I love a good vigilante story. Me too. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed writing this. Uh, I, I've never had so many triggers in a book before. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, it's, I think sometimes we can get a little like, like for avoiding the sack, that's definitely one for mine that there, there has some trigger warnings in there and everything. And like when I, and I don't know if this happened for you when writing them at all, but there was a scene I like to write one of my favorite coffee shops. Um, you know, I like to write at, I remember writing this scene where she's like having like a panic attack on the page and like I finished and I was like so in the scene that I was like oh. vibrating and I walked up to the counter and Isaac looked at me and friends and the baristas there and was like, are you okay? I was like, I'm pretty sure I just wrote myself into, into a panic attack and it's not great. So I'm just going to sit here for a little bit. And he's like, okay. It's like, yeah, sometimes we just get so into the stories that it just happens. The my next book that was is <laughs> my next book that is releasing yeah. is the first in a duet, and it's called Fighting the Darkness. Okay. And it is 
sad and emotional. Yeah. So heartbreaking. Yeah. That I spent a quarter of the time I was writing crying. Yeah. Sobbing tears. Mm-hmm. Because these are my like I feel what they're feeling as I'm yeah. writing it. So yeah. it's it's insane. My husband walks down and goes, Why are you crying? <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We one of the greatest compliments I think I've ever gotten for my writing is like we feel like you write characters that make you feel with them and just yeah. And to do that. <laughs> You as the author feel all of the things. Yes, yes, we do. I think the greatest thing that I had somebody say to me is that I make them feel things, but also they, hold on one second, my dog is squeaking a squeaking toy right in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I had a reader tell me that she always feels what my characters are feeling, which is great. But then she also said, without ever feeling like you're leading me where I need to go, mm-hmm. I will hate this character in the beginning <laughs> of the book. But I don't because you don't want me to. <laughs> and I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I love that. I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah it's just like when you when they tell you that you ripped out their heart and you're like oh that's the sweetest thing and they're like why <laughs> you ripped out my heart and I was like I know but I did it to me first right <laughs> I promise you if you cried over something I wrote I cried too yeah mm-hmm. yeah period <laughs> period that's all there is to it (laughs) all right well we're gonna be back in just a short break um back with more uh, things with miranda talking about more about her characters and all the ways we make ourselves feel all the things um but don't don't leave just yet these advertisements are for my more why choose reads um so make sure you stick around and fill your tbr list but we'll be back Hey listeners, check out Settling the Score by Lyric Nicole. Settling the Score is an MFM standalone with a happily ever after at the end. Lacey, after suffering from a horrendous accident and with her life changed forever, successfully finds a job and heads back to the one place she swore she would never go back to, Brighton. Being in Brighton for less than 10 minutes, she collides with one of her past tormentors. Both Grant and Ty have made mistakes in the past, but now that Lacey is back, can they finally settle the score and get the girl of their dreams? Again, that's Settling the Score by Lyric Nicole. So go check it out. And now we're heading back to the podcast. And we're back uh, with Miranda talking a little bit more about her characters and the creative inspiration behind them, because we just got done talking about how we feel things so deeply (laughs) even the the things that we 
do not want to feel when <laughs> we write characters who feel things. When you're thinking of characters in your head, kind of how do you develop them? Where's your kind of creative inspiration? For me, it's often like a piece of dialogue, but for some people it's a picture or a scene. So kind of tell us that process. It changes yeah. all the time. Um, a lot of times I'll wake up from a dream mm. that I have to grab my phone to type something out yep. so I'll remember. Yep. Uh-huh. That's actually where the idea for my first book came from, was mm -hmm. from a dream. So sometimes it's, honestly, I don't know. They just pop in my head. <laughs> they introduce themselves to you and they're they, like, here I am. A lot of times what I have to start with is a name. Okay. So I may not have any kind of concept of what this character is going to be, but I need it to have a name. Yeah. So we'll start with the name. Yep. So I go on my list and I'm like, okay, so I know I'm looking for a vigilante character mm -hmm. who's technically a serial killer, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Technicalities. <laughs> so I, I know I need a name for her. So what, what, what seems like a good name, a good fit for that? Yeah. And that's usually what it's me thinking, okay, what kind of characters do I need in here? Mm -hmm. The guys are always fun because I don't ever know what they're going to be until I start writing. them. I, I can get you a picture. I'll, <laughs> I'll have their name. I'll be like, okay, you sound like you should be. Okay, so we'll look up we'll look up a blonde with green eyes. Okay, yeah. we can do that. <laughs> yeah. But I I don't know what his character is going to be like yet, nice. per se. So would you? When I always like to ask you asking this question, you know, there's writers who are plotters and there's writer who writers who are pantsers. And listeners, I think it's been a little bit maybe since I've explained this, but plotters are people who like to work from like, I mean, basically a plot. Like they like to have a fully fleshed out outline. Now, also, I'm going to caveat this and say everyone exists on a spectrum here. And there's no like, <laughs> there's no, ex there's extremes in one and the other, but everyone's usually a little bit of both. And then pantsers are people who, the names, as the name suggests, right by the seat of their pants. They kind of don't know what's happening in the story. Where do you think on the spectrum you usually fall there? So I'm going to start this by saying when I was writing fan fiction, <laughs> I was the hardcore plotter. Yep. <laughs> hardcore. The reasoning behind that is I knew the characters inside and out. Yes. Yeah. Mm hmm original characters do not work the same way nope no they do not not at all so i fall somewhere in between okay probably still more towards plotter okay um for example when i was writing fan fiction i wrote an 80 no thirty thousand word outline outline that's yeah that's a small book there <laughs> now my last outline for the book that i just finished and is with my editor who i adore by the way because she always lets me push back my dates when i get behind <laughs> we love we love that in an editor <laughs> 
<sighs> I'd like to say that doesn't happen often, but is, um, but then life life happens and we're just okay. <laughs> so for the book I just wrote, my outline is seven thousand seven point five K yeah. words. So what I do is I took a class, um, and I can't remember which one it is, but <laughs> it was about outlining. I remember that. The reason I decided to start outlining again is because I lost the plot in my first trilogy when I was writing it. Okay. Because I hadn't outlined enough. So I wanted to make sure that I did. (laughs) So the first thing I do is he had us do, um, I think it's Pixar that does the once upon a time there was. um, I actually, I have it in my notes. (laughs) <laughs> I have it in my notes. I do. This is this is exactly why you have your iPad next to you. <laughs> um, come on, there you go. Sorry, you're good. You're good. It is there. Yeah, I use the save the cat beats. Um, that's worked pretty well for me, but I, it took me a little bit because my perfectionist side of me wanted to make sure that the beats exactly lined up. I had to remind myself they were guidelines. Right. Actually not loud, like the, all the things. So, <laughs> yeah. So what, come on. I know you're here. There's, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I took so many notes in this <laughs> class. Oh, it was called the story plan intensive. Okay. Uh, and it basically just went through a bunch of different ways to outline. Nice. Okay. So I didn't write down if it was Pixar, but I'm pretty sure it was Pixar. Uh, but it starts with once upon a time, there was every day that every day. And basically you're finishing the sentences. Gotcha. And then one day. Mm. And then because of that, another because of that, mm. and finally. So basically, you know, I don't, I guess we can, I'll read a little bit of this so that um, yeah. somebody can have a sneak peek of a story that I'm writing <laughs> some point in time in 2024. <laughs> Once upon a time, Omegas were given full rights as alphas and betas, no longer to be treated as objects and possessions. Every day they went about their lives, slowly forgetting the fear that once ruled them. One day a large group of Omegas are kidnapped from all over the state, only to wake up in a nightmare. Because of that, they must fight for their lives against something that they should have never had to fear. Because of that, Omegas bonds, Omega-Omega bonds. Uh Huh. Did that make sense? Yes. Omega okay. to Omegas. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, are formed because of their trauma. Many are injured and killed. Finally, they're saved by groups of alphas and betas, but the damage is already done, leaving dozens of megas changed forever. Mm. And that's the start of oh, my outlines. I love that. Yeah. And that then when I outline, I'm outlining by chapter. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm figuring out what do I want to write? How many chapters is this going to end up? About how long do I need it? All that. But this is what I start with. I love that. I love that. So when you are kind of continuing along the trend of like your writing process, so you start with that for the outline. What do 
and I always use a caveat here, what do typical writing days look like? Because <laughs> Lauren knows we never have typical ones. <laughs> and kind of like, what does your book writing process look like? So uh, it, it looks like procrastination, procrastination, procrastination. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have this thing where I don't have a job besides this. So I'm lucky. I know that. Yeah. Technically, I am set up to be able to sprint every day from 10 to 12, 1 to 3, and then 4 to 5. Yeah. The only reason I take breaks is because we need breaks. Yeah. And I have dogs. They have mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So that's every day. I do 30-minute sprints. hmm 25 to 30 minutes, depending yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, I can write anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred words at a time. So if if I write <laughs> all of them <laughs> by five o'clock, I could have ten thousand words. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very lucky that I can write that fast. <laughs> so what I keep doing is getting sick, number one. <laughs> Not allowing time in my schedule for me to be sick. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And then writing a book in 10 days. Yeah. (laughs) I wrote, I started this last book in September. Mm -hmm. I got super sick because I went to Getting Witchy with it. Uh, And it's in a different state and I get sick every time I leave the state. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a conference with, I mean, I saw the pictures. It's a packed conference. (laughs) It was. (laughs) Yeah, like I went to a work conference before I went to an author conference and I wore a mask at the work conference because I was like, I will not be sick. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I can get sick after the author conference. That's fine. I said, I will not be sick. (laughs) Yeah. So I was sick and it was probably about two weeks and I had to message my um editor and be like no I can't it's not I have 13,000 words of a book that's probably going to be close to 100,000 words yeah so I started writing like actually getting into the writing of it um on the second third of this month Mm -hmm. and I finished it on Monday (laughs) which by the way was the the ninth yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like that is a week. <laughs> I can write a book in a week. <laughs> I do not recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's there's a lot of words. And and two, I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but like the emotional impacts that these characters will have on us is in itself draining, you know? So it's not even like do we know where the story is going? But it's also like, can we survive where the story is going in a regular time frame? <laughs> yeah. So that is my, this is what's happened to me a lot this year is having to write a book fairly quickly because I got sick or something mm-hmm. came up. Yeah. Next year I'm changing things again, but um, I, I, <laughs> We're going to d- not do pre-orders until the books are done or something. I don't know what yet, but that's what we're doing. Something less stressful. Yeah. But I always set mine as far as I can in advance. Like sometimes I'll be up to the year out. 
Yeah. And then I was like, look, I will bring this in. And I also try not to start it until I've written half the book. Then I'll set the pre-order a year out and then I'll bring it up. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, it's... <laughs> I... I did that at first and then I didn't anymore. And I said, I'm doing really well at writing. I'm going to go ahead and do this <laughs> because I can write a book. Like it's easy to write a book for me in a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. As long as I don't get sick. Yeah. And life doesn't happen. <laughs> and life doesn't happen. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, put these dates in. It's fine. I can totally do it. And I'll tell you, I have not pushed back a single release. But <laughs> <laughs> should I have? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And for readers and listeners who don't know, Amazon, when we set pre-order dates, we're allowed to move them earlier, but we're only allowed to push them back like once. Maybe as ever, did they change it to once? I don't know. I know a couple of authors who have been able to do it more than once. Yeah. But it Amazon is like, mm-mm, you and set it, a date. <laughs> and it can only go, they can only push it back for you by a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. So they are pre-orders. While it's really nice for us to know that there are there's interest in these books and all that, it can be hard. <laughs> yeah. So... Exactly. So what are things you do to kind of refill the creative well then, like outside of uh, writing? I read. Read? I do nothing. If I'm not writing or doing admin or whatever other (laughs) things I have to do with authoring, I'm reading. Nice. Um, I'm still on uh, ARC teams for authors. I am on beta teams for authors. Nice. So I do that. I took steps back because yeah. when I was a reader, I was reading for like 30 authors. Wow. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot. I think I'm down to like 15. Okay. Now. So <laughs> still a lot. But. I'm waiting for some series to finish before I come off because, well, I want to finish the series. That's fair. Yeah. The only way I can guarantee you I'm going to read a book around the release date is if I'm on an ARC team. That's, yeah, that's fair. I mean, it is, and they're so invaluable, especially, you know, as an author as well, too. Like, you know, it's you have it just bring in a different perspective maybe to it, which is super nice. Yeah. One of my uh, friends, she was like, I've never had another author beta for me before, so I don't know how this is going to go. And I'm like, well, you know me. It's not like I'm going to be rude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be bitchy about him. And I will let you know if something doesn't work. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, so we're kind of nearing the end of our time, but I want readers to be able to connect with you. So, and knowing that this also podcast episode will come out, I think I said around end of February. So include yeah. if you have any like conferences upcoming, but where can readers find you? Um, oh, I do have a conference in February, but I think it might be before uh, this will air. <laughs> I have I have my very first book signing in Ooh. Atlanta. Okay, amazing. Uh, it's at RAR. I just like saying it. RAR. <laughs> I love uh, 
It's romance authors, writers, readers, I believe. I'm going to double check. Yeah. <laughs> nope, you're right. Romance Atlanta. Right. Uh, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm like, mm. I'm always <laughs> looking for more signings. <laughs> so that's my very first signing. This is the first year for it. I love it. When they came out with it, I was so excited because there's nothing like that in Atlanta. I've, I lived there for 10 years. They don't have author signings there, which doesn't make sense. (laughs) Um, A friend of mine, I don't know if it's Atlanta, but it is somewhere. There (laughs) is going to one in Georgia. Um, I'm also doing another one in Georgia in July, June, July, (laughs) which is Literary Love Savannah. Nice. This one is Moonlight and Magnolias. Ooh. It is in Georgia. It is. (laughs) As far as I got here. (laughs) Hold on. Do I know where it is? Maybe it's also, is it also in Atlanta? It, What's it's it? in Stone Mountain. There it is. Which actually is Atlanta. Is Okay. I'm not very familiar with Georgia. It's an hour away from Atlanta, but Douglasville's an hour away from Atlanta. Yeah. Everything is an hour away from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Probably because of that Atlanta airport. <laughs> and by the way, if you don't live there, traffic sucks. Oh my God. It's the one place. That I'm and I've driven a ton of places, but it's the one place I'm terrified to drive through because at one point there's like six or eight lanes going one way. Like, yes, <laughs> and you have people like going from lane one to eight, and just decisions are happening or not happening. And yeah, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so, readers, that is two new new signings for you guys to go to Moonlight. In Magnolia and also the RAR one in Atlanta. So, yeah. And then, of course, if you want to know anything about me, I have a website. Amazing. It's MirandaMayAuthor.com. Awesome. So that gets links to all my socials. Um, do you have a reader group on Facebook as well? I do. Thank you for asking because I don't remember things. <laughs> You're good. I got you. Between the two of us, we'll remember the things. <laughs> It's uh, Miranda May's Masquerade. Mm-hmm. I think Don't it, I actually think I'm in it too. So let me, let me go look. <laughs> and oh. readers, as always, we will make sure to include all these links in the show notes. Um, so okay. don't miss. We'll make sure we get all the things put together for you. It is Miranda May's Masquerade. Look at that. <laughs> I like alliteration. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, and the S's to your first series. <laughs> Well, and there's a masquerade in the series, which is oh, where it came from. I love that. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, uh, Meredith, thank you so much for being on. I've had a blast and um, definitely it's been so much fun. Just, just getting a chance to chat with you. I appreciate you having me on and listening to me ramble. Of course. That's what we do best here on this podcast is ramble. <laughs> Thanks so much to our listeners and readers for listening and supporting our podcast. If you're dying for more Miranda May content, head on over to our Patreon for exclusive behind-the-scenes questions. You can find the link to our Patreon in the show notes or at patreon.com backslash Podcast. We will see you next time.